Hey guys, welcome back to Couple Goals with SNM. Hello, listener. Hello, loves. It's Easter Sunday. It's Easter Sunday. You'll be hearing this on Easter Monday. It's also Passover. So if you are Jewish or Christian, happy holidays to you. Yeah. If you're anything else, <laughs> I don't know your holidays. Yeah. So happy holidays whenever you celebrate your holidays. Because of that, we are not doing a classic episode. This it is, is a holiday. Yeah, this is a holiday episode. And since we don't get holiday pay. <laughs> well, well, from our, our patrons, we do. They no, never they pay stop us. They, and they pay us the same yes. all the time. Yes. So we, we do get. We get our traditional pay. Thanks, patrons. Thanks, patrons. We, we love, love you guys. We decided to do a regular, like a patron patreon style episode today so our patrons will still get their regular patron episode but we're doing a patreon style episode today where we just kind of come in here and hang out and bullshit i couldn't i couldn't come up with a good topic this week that's actually the real reason i have my research done so we will push that off for next week (laughs) i just couldn't come up with anything the closest thing i I come up with to talk about was the 16-bit console war of the early 90s early to mid nineties, which hmm. was a big deal to a teenager or anybody in elementary school in the early to mid nineties, Sega versus Nintendo Sonic versus Mario. Was it Sega does what Nintendo don't Maggie. Was that a saying? Yeah, that was Sega's part of Sega. It? Sega had a very aggressive ad campaign. That sounds aggressive. <laughs> yes. Sega does what Nintendo don't. And then they had, uh, you know, they created Sonic to kind of be the antithesis of Mario antithesis. In, in that he, he antithesis. Had, he had attitude, he had a bad attitude and he was impatient. And so that that was that was part of it. And then there's like the forgotten console of the 16 bit generation, the TurboGrafx-16, which a lot of people don't even remember, which had like the games were on like this little in it. But yeah, of course, it was the nineties. Yes, of course, it's the nineties. Of course, I remember it. it, Kinds of X's, but the games were on like little credit cards, which was cool. Did it have like? I think I'm getting confused with the PlayStation. Did it have like a, like three colors, like in shapes? I think you're thinking of the 3DO is what you're thinking. Oh, which was later. Uh, No, Turbo Graphics was made by NEC. It was actually very big in Japan. And they came their uh their mascot was a character named Bonk. Do you remember Bonk the Caveman? No? Maybe. Yeah, he he was he just had a giant head and he would hit everything with his head. He was a little cartoon oh, caveman, no. sixteen no, bit caveman. Mm-mm. His first game with Bonk's Adventure. No, I don't. It can never quite compete with, with Sega and Nintendo, with Mario Sega. and Sonic. But I I didn't really have a lot. Of information about the 16-bit console war, other than, uh, other than the what fact I just that you said. Made it up. <laughs> uh, dude, this was stuff you argued about at school. Like this was legit. Like I got I into don't arguments. Think it is. I remember one time a teacher told me because I made up. Like I wrote something to give to show another kid ah. why his system was inferior. Too bad you don't have that. What's you, oh yeah right? You could have <laughs> read on that the show. And my teacher was so mad at me because he's like, why won't you do your homework? Because <laughs> like I'm doing important shit, all right? That's how I feel about Mason when we're sitting at Easter dinner and he starts going on and on about shit he learned in, like, 
bio biology and <laughs> biology biology <laughs> biology class and then he starts in on on logan and logan's like we're not impressed we all took high school biology mason or whatever he I said i don't even know what they were talking about vestigial systems and analogous systems or it was i don't know they get into stuff that i i was busy defending. oh because we were talking about wisdom teeth and he was like what oh, are wisdom teeth? Their vestigial like, structure. Yeah, whatever. their vestigial structure and blah blah blah. And then they get into this they, whole. Yeah, and then they would define what those things. And then were. they started talking about what is Vietnam? Was <laughs> Vietnam is it a war? I, I missed out on that one. Oh, did you? Yeah, I didn't hear that. Oh, they got into was it a was it a war or was it a what's the other thing? Well, I, what was it actually considered a uh, some kind of action? I no, what it was. They used the real term and then they got, but they got into it. And if it was a war or if it was whatever the hell the other term was. And, and then they got into that whole conver uh, conversation. Um, oh, conflict. Oh, okay. If it was, if it was a Vietnam conflict or the Vietnam war and then Logan's like all wars, you know, our conflicts and they're not sanctioned and blah, blah, blah. And Mason's like, well, if it's not sanctioned, that it's not a real war. And this is Easter dinner with my family. It's a lot of. Uh, it's like you fucking semantic. Motherfucker. Yeah. Like a lot of semantics going on. Like, yeah. Does it really matter. That's what that's what dinner is like with the Isley. So if you think our podcast fun, you should come to a holiday dinner. <laughs> like, good God, with the little people that we've created. <laughs> The teenagers. Logan is six foot four. He's not <laughs> yeah. so little. The little people who are over a foot taller than me. And then they discovered cops, the show. <laughs> yeah, so we don't have cable. <laughs> we may have mentioned a time or two. We may have mentioned. We don't watch TV. We may have mentioned that we don't have cable. But my aunt, whose house we were at, she does have cable. When Sponge SpongeBob came off, which is weird because SpongeBob never goes off the air. Yeah. So once that actually off. ended, they found something else to watch and they fell in love with cops and found out all about the phrase. That's not my crack pipe, which is like uh, it's it's a it's, a it's like an anthem. Yeah, it's the it's the mantra. It's a, yeah, it's a mantra for it's the for mantra that show. of all it's not my crack pipe. We oh. found it in your anus, sir, with your initials engraved on it. Yeah, all that's not perps. mine. All the perps. It's it was in that so. car that I was driving. They literally picked up like. A, a underage girl and they found like four crack rocks in her butt crack and they were like <laughs> she was like they're not my crack rocks she's like look that was just left in the car that was what left she said. In the, it was left in the car by bobby and then her mom comes and she's like who's bobby she's like i don't know bobby <laughs> right. like, everyone starts laughing uh, like, that's okay. what we're gonna do on our show we're just gonna recount tv shows <laughs> poorly like oh is this funny this is really hilarious so then we saw this funny episode of cops this stop me so if you've funny. heard this one before but hey we did something together this week we went and saw hellboy oh yeah <laughs> so what's your take on hellboy you don't seem nearly as excited as i i was to watch hellboy all right so let's let's back this up so sean went and saw hellboy last weekend opening weekend with his friend Friend of the show, friend Steve. Friend of the show, Steve. So friend of the show, Steve and Sean go to see Hellboy. Sean comes home and is like, I can't wait for you to see Hellboy. The critics are panning it. It's better than Venom. Critics don't know what they're talking about. 
If anything, it's a little overstuffed, but it's really good. It's like Harry Potter, but more adult. It's like Harry Potter, but with characters you care about, you know? No. There's nobody, like, no one cares about, like, who cares about anybody in Harry Potter? Actually, uh, actually I shouldn't say that. People do care about those characters. I don't. But it's like Harry Potter, except things happen in the movie. It's not just a a bunch of scenes where they're showing off the background and the protagonist is just like, oh, wow, for four movies in a fucking row and then saves the day at the end somehow magically because he's a basically a plot device. He's not even a real character. He, he just he's a fucking idiot, worthless student, the whole movie. And then at the end, for whatever reason, he can beat Voldemort and for what even though Hermione studies her fucking ass off and saves their ass for the other 90 minutes of the movie. Anytime they get into something, the muggle is the one saving everybody. She's not a muggle. What is she? Oh, she's a mudblood. Is that what it no, is? No, she's a fucking wizard. But what's a muggle? A Wait, non what, what do they call her? Though? Person? What do they call? That's what that's what I thought she was. What, what do they call her, though? Don't they? A mudblood is a hmm. that's slanderous. That's what I mean. Though. Aren't they always calling her bad names, even though she's that's better than bad, everyone? Yeah. A mudblood oh, okay. is is a wizard from muggle heritage. You don't call people that. That's mean. <laughs> how upset you are. <laughs> you act like I said a real slanderous term in the real world, which I did not. So anyway, Hermione's better than everybody and she gets no fucking credit. And somehow Harry Potter's just like, oh, I don't know. I just... I learned this one spell and it seemed to be perfect for this movie. So I used it and I win. And it's, it's just the Harry Potters are so bad. I don't I don't it. like the movies. Which movies? The Harry Potter the movies? Harry Potter Why movies. did you make me see four of them before determining that, though? Well, because I thought I would be OK. But then they showed Dumbledore dying and I was like, well, I don't want to see these movies anymore. <laughs> So you did care. You cared about Dumbledore. But my point is, I, I was comparing it to Harry Potter in a positive way in that it establishes this really unique world where it's kind of similar to our world, but it's just a little bit off. And you have all this supernatural fantasy folklore stuff that actually exists in our world. And you have, you know, these bureaus, uh, you know, like the Bureau of Paranormal Research and Defense who are trained to deal with it. And it's just it's almost mundane uh, the, the way it's approached. And I, I like that. And uh Maggie didn't really like, did you, did you think it was better than Avatar at least? Everything's better than Avatar. Avatar has like an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, well, or something like that. Did you themselves. think it was better than Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull? Yeah. Yes. That has like a 77% on Rotten okay, Tomatoes. So anyway, getting back to my review, I just wanted to set this up for you guys. So, so this is what I know going into it, right? And I know Hellboy, like the, I shouldn't say the original because the original is a comic book, but the original movies. So I know those two. And I'm like, okay. Like, that's fine. Like, I know the Ron Perlman Hellboy. Pretty, pretty decent. Like, I've seen him. I've seen both movies. I made, I made you go opening weekend. And I've seen I've seen both those movies a fair amount of times. Like. More like than probably everybody else listening to this <clears throat> podcast. Yes, probably. Probably. I'm a big Hellboy fan. So. I'm an OG Hellboy fan. Love the character. So I go and I don't like the makeup. I don't like the Hellboy makeup. I got used to it. I didn't like it in the trailers, but I got used to it. I don't like it. But I'm like, OK, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. I'll get used to it. 
It's so fucking long. It's two hours long. If you stay till the end of the credits, which we did not do. It it's not that long. It feels. How does it feel long, though? It's action packed. Because I'm not invested. I do, it doesn't pull me in enough to invest me in it at all. So you weren't you didn't like the action scenes and the gore. Mm-mm. Let's talk about the gore because I said it wasn't that gory, but it, you you reacted like it was pretty gory. Yeah, it's pretty gory. There's like fingernail rip off scenes where they're like zoomed in on it. It's pretty gory. There was a lot. There was stuff that made me like emote <laughs> a lot, like where I actually put my hands up because I oh, like the first see. scene of the movie. Somehow mm-hmm. you were already gagging because like there was a bird ripping out an eyeball of a dead body, which is and not. The, it was black and white. It, yet there was still milky pus coming out of the socket. Milky pus. It's very, the whole thing. I didn't notice because I, I used to be a big gore hound. <laughs> so I, I thought the gore was just very, it's, I don't know. I thought it was funny. I thought it was over the top funny gore is what I thought. And maybe this movie isn't for people. Maybe it's not for everyone. Yeah. If it's for you, if you think Evil Dead 2 is a perfect movie, then you will like Hellboy. 2019. If you don't think Evil Dead 2 is a perfect movie, then you probably won't like Hellboy 2019. I think this movie would be fine once it's out on digital video and you can pause it. You won't say home video, will you? There's something weird about it. Home video? I don't know, man. I guess. (laughs) Does it just feel like an old school It does. It just feels like America's Funniest Home Videos. And then like Bob Saget and there's that fake family up watching in the corner. (laughs) So like, it's just, it'll be fine when it's, when it's like, you know, you're watching it at home or whatever. I guess that would be home video. And you can like pause it and take breaks. Do, do you think it deserves the trashing that the critics no. gave it? No, I think it's a better than a lot of movies that are, like it's way better than Avatar. Right. It's way fucking better than that piece of garbage. It's got and it and I, I, I think and I don't know if I said that on this podcast or my other podcast, but it is overstuffed. It absolutely is. Were they, you looking at me or were you looking at? Some six foot four squinty eyed dude. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember who I John said. I could have said it. I might like not have said it on any podcast. I might have said it to Steve. The movie is a little jam packed. There's not a lot of breathing room. There's not, you know, time between the action. A lot of times, there's you know, there is some exposition, but I mean, you're talking like five minutes, and then you're on to your next action scene. You know, there's not a lot of breathing room. No, Which, I don't think that's the problem. I think that, well, you know what, though? Maybe it is. Because the not a lot of breathing room leaves not a lot of time to develop the characters, which leaves me not a lot of interest in the movie. Okay. And that's fair. Because but I, I spend I, a lot I now, of time Now that I know that it's bombing, I'm glad that it's over stuff because I got to see a lot of stuff on screen that I've seen in the comics that I didn't get to see before. So, and since there will not be a sequel... My my is guess is girl with dreads in the comics. Alice, yeah, is the yeah uh, Asian cat in the comics. Daimyo, yes. Those so those are, are all real characters. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Daimyo and Alice are are both in the comics. Um, I'm really bad at describing people. Apparently, uh, I think Sean weighs two eighty. Steve's three hundred. Uh, anyway, I. 
I may have come on a little strong with how much, but I do. I love Hellboy. You came on a little strong. A little strong. I it's went in so there good, and I dude. was like, it's here so we go. It's, it's going to be epic. And it's I was different like, from the, you know, you got your, your formulaic Marvel movies, right? Which I love. I love the Marvel formula. The other thing that I thought that. But this is so different. Who put this out? Like what company? What studio? Like, uh, Millennium or Lionsgate or something. Okay. Whoever put it out failed miserably in their timing. <laughs> Yes, no. that is yeah. Sam, their release window here. was terrible. They and you don't I, I put said out this, something that looks like Satan on Easter, so close <laughs> to Easter. Well, not only that, but they put it out after Captain Marvel, after Shazam, right before Avengers. A lot of people they don't go to the movies every weekend, right? They're not right. going, so they saw the movies they want to see, and they're waiting to see Avengers. I think this would have done better in a January, February window. Yeah. Because uh, part of the reason, too, aside from the terrible critic re critical reception, is it, it's just kind of clear that the the public doesn't have a, an affinity for Hellboy. Like, they're not excited. They don't want to go see a Hellboy movie, apparently. They just don't care. Otherwise, they would have gone to see this one. But they don't care about this. It's not a Marvel character. It's not a DC character. So Dude, they don't care. Hellboy looks like Satan. I do forget that, that that can be off-putting to a large number of people. Right. Like, I don't care. Right. But. I think he looks, I think he's such a, that's what drew me to the comic was the design of the character. You guys, it's Passover and Easter weekend. <laughs> maybe. <sighs> maybe don't put out your devil looking ass character who, like, the whole plot of the movie is like ruining mankind and bringing her up oh, out the apocalypse how, how cool was that apocalypse scene though wasn't that oh with like I, all the big yeah giants with all the monsters i love that that scene was awesome it was well done I, th I thought it was really cool a little bit of gore yeah a little bit uh man they, they just they packed that movie though man it, it is action-packed there is so like it, it's almost movie... like a roller coaster that doesn't have any you know it's just always going downhill. <laughs> like eventually, I guess it can it can you just kind of wear out from being on a, a roller coaster like that. With, well, and then the movie it doesn't well, ebb movie, and flow so much. Yeah, it doesn't ebb and flow. It just goes. It's just a constant like it's just constant action and it's constant terrible action. It's constant. Mo it's constant monster fights. Oh, yeah. Why is it terrible? You said that like it was like car chases or something, which it's not. That's good action is what Hellboy is. Car chases are terrible action. Like I was watching, I just watched. It's stressful is my point. I finally watched the latest Mission Impossible, which I love the Mission Impossible movies, except the second one. But all the other ones are really good. I've, I've enjoyed all of them. I finally watched Mission Impossible Fallout. And it it's really good. And then there's a car chase scene and I just zone out. I can't get into car chases until they're over. I, I just can't care about driving. I don't know what. If there's something wrong with me or if there's something wrong with everyone else. But I just I hate watching people drive in a movie. It's one of the most mundane things you can do is to have people drive. I don't care how fast they're driving or that they're utilizing the handbrake. <laughs> like that doesn't mean anything to me. Does that do something? Yeah. Oh, you could probably get the spin, right? Yeah. It's so you can do like a quick 180 turn. I, like I've seen it a million times. It, it's just uh. not. It doesn't do anything for me. I don't know why people like chases like they don't. To me, they don't serve a purpose. I guess they're supposed to be like eye candy or something, but I, I just don't get it. But I'm guessing there's people out there, too, that don't like martial arts fights, which I love. I I could watch people just do choreographed fighting oh, for I a whole movie. I Hellboy again. Yeah. There's a scene in Hellboy that is like straight out of Harry Potter. 
literally. What's that? It's there. There's a fight with a giant that is like straight out of Harry Potter one where they stick the goddamn wand up the troll's nose. That is not a wand. That is a tree. Well, yeah, it's except branch. it's a tree that he sticks like in his eye. And, he, and it's then it's a giant and it's Hellboy instead of like Harry Potter or whatever. And what happened in Harry Potter? He falls down. <laughs> no, I mean, like, what, what are you comparing it to? It's the like, fight scene. No, but I mean, what? I understand the Hellboy scene, but you said he sticks a wand in something. Yeah, there's a big fight scene with a troll in a bathroom. Oh, a troll. Okay, I didn't and know Harry what you were Potter. talking about. Because I friends. don't remember the Harry Potter stuff too well. Yeah, it's a fight scene. Um, so what I meant to tell you that during the thing, but I was like, oh, it's too soon to judge. I think Maybe it was a little was... bit gorier in this movie. And then he also uses that stick to like kind of move. He actually shoved it in his eye. That's what I said. Oh, okay. I said it was in his eye. And then he uses it, like he gets on top of him and he actually uses it to control his head. Yeah. It's... While it's sticking out. It's a little bit more visceral than anything going on in the, the And Harry there Potter. were three giants as opposed to three students and one troll. Right. Like there is in Harry Potter. But I could see your parallels that you were trying to draw when you said that there was very Harry Potter. -y. It is. It's a Harry Potter style world. It's whimsical. The Hellboy movie. Yeah, Hellboy is super whimsical. It's whimsical is what I would say. There's that one scene where that disembodied arm has a remote. So whimsical. <laughs> it's very whimsical movie. He's got like throat slashings and eye gouging. Remember when he tore out that dude's lower jaw? Like That was pretty cool. You didn't like that scene at all. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you do. You you didn't have any recognition in your eyes, so I couldn't yeah, tell. Yeah, I remember. Do you remember that one scene when it hit that that nails were on the ground, but they were breaking forth so the, the other nails could grow? Yeah, you didn't like that either. I didn't like that either. <laughs> this movie is not meant for people who don't like. It's all CGI violence. So I, it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't know. If it was practical effects, practical effects get to me because they look more realistic to me. But when it's CG, it doesn't look Speaking realistic. Speaking of practical effects, you know how, like, the, the right-handed Doom is, like, big? Yeah. Because it's the yeah. right-handed Doom? Yes. And his, like, left hand is, like, a human left hand? Yeah. It's, like, comically small. In comparison, yeah. yeah it looks like a baby hand. It looks like it looks like <laughs> a baby hand. And I know it's, like, you know... They it's... never reveal in the movies why he has that right-handed doom. So they did reveal his origin in this movie, which is his well, mom is a witch. His dad is a, a demon. And I forget. And it's revealed more in the comic. Like she, I don't know. She made a deal with somebody or something, but they pull her down to hell right away to give birth because she was going to betray the demon or something. I don't remember what it was, what she was going to do. But, um, then as soon as he's born, like his dad lops off his hand and attaches this well, right-handed doom in thing. The first, in the first movie, or maybe it's the second movie, yeah. it's a key. Yeah, well, it's like the key to the apocalypse or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so this, that he wasn't born with that arm. Uh, he was, that was actually put on him as a baby uh, by his, his demon dad. Yeah, what are you going to do? Right. But he came crawling out in this first movie. He came crawling out of hell with it. Well, yeah, but he was already born at that point. They just yeah, summoned him from hell. Right. Yeah. I understand how babies work. They're already born. <laughs> no, I mean, when they summoned him to Earth, like he he had been around for a minute. He wasn't 
he hadn't like just been born. They like pulled him out of hell. Rasputin did that. Yeah. Yeah. This became very Hellboy centric. I'm okay with that. I I feel so bad that this movie is. I couldn't imagine making a movie of this quality, getting this kind of talent together, and then it just nothing. Like no one. I can't shows imagine up. watching this movie. Whoever watched this movie to okay it was too close to it. To okay it? What do you mean? Like they should have the final cut. Oh. Or as they were doing it, they were too close to it. An outsider could have looked at it and said, hey, we didn't develop the characters enough. Like, we don't... I can see what they were trying to do with Hellboy, and they were almost there. See, I, I just felt that, like, if you just have likable characters, that's enough for me. Because a lot of the movie, a lot of the characters I like in movies are almost just stereotypes. You know, there there's not a lot to them. Like, you look at Luke Skywalker in the first Star Wars, you know? He's he's just the audience proxy, basically. He's like, oh, what's all this going on? He's literally flying around an Imperial shuttle model in his home. He's like, <laughs> that's what he's doing in the movie when you first meet him. Yeah. Meanwhile, Princess Leia is a senator and a goddamn spy. Han Solo is a fucking smuggler pirate. <laughs> he's got bounties on his head and shit. Meanwhile, Luke Skywalker's like, look at this. Could <laughs> be a spaceship. It's uh, like, I like my toys. That uh, is a proxy for you. That is you to a T. Yeah. You're like, I like toys. I You're toys. like, all right, I, I totally identify with this guy. Right. And he, you know, he, they, they don't, I mean, I guess those characters do get more developed development than characters in Hellboy. But I also feel like you kind of know who Hellboy is. Okay, I, one of the things I, I like, like about him is how sardonic he is. But I feel like what, I mean, can be sardonic. <laughs> He, I feel dealing like dealing with this stuff, he just deals with it like it's so mundane. But I feel like Alice got more developed than he did. Okay. And I didn't need all that for some chick that you just find. And I feel like they did that because they made you they wanted you to think she was gonna die. Oh. Right? Because that's how they that's how they do in those movies. They're like, somebody might die. Yeah. But so they like made you get real invested in her shit, but then she didn't die. So they were like, here's her whole backstory. Here's how they met her. Here's why he knows her. And they tell you the I whole love backstory. their backstory, though, like with the fairy and the baby abduction. Like, that's all really interesting to me. Like, that's so a really become fun thing. an accidental spoiler cast. I guess. <laughs> it's no, it's just but it's the stuff. That, a lot of the little side stories they show from the comics they're not important. They're just entertaining. Yeah, none of this like matters. There's yeah. no spoilers, I guess, in the whole. Fucking I don't think movie. there are. It's There's not. There's literally no spoilers in the movie. Like to me. I thought Mila Jovovich was great. Like the whole movie, you can tell. I mean, there's one spoiler, I think, but I won't say it because and don't, don't say it. It asks me what it is. <laughs> I have no idea what you think it is. It has so. to do with. Uh, the Osiris Club. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, stop agreeing so wholeheartedly. <laughs> That's a solid spoiler. But, yeah. But, like, yeah, the whole... And you get to see, like, Hellboy as, like, a demon in the movie, which is pretty cool. Yeah, he gets his full uh, crown of flame. And, 
Well, that's the whole thing. He's a, he's a Nungan Rama. And I feel like if you've seen the first two movies, you know all this, that he's the bringer of the apocalypse, basically. Yeah. You know? And that's why everybody's always worried about him, because that's literally that's what he literally was designed to do. That's why he has that hand. Well, that's why yeah. I, that's what I always thought the hand was for, because that's what they show it as. It is. I mean, that's what it's they never in the comics. They never really show him use it. They never really explain how. It, that, by the way, this is not in this this movie at all. What? In this his hand as as the right, because they the never apocalypse. really explain it. They I think they did use it as like a key to unlock something at some point. They do in in one of the originals. Yeah, I think it's in the first movie because um, I remember it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they, they never actually explain what it is. But yeah, that, that's that's why it's called the right hand of doom, though. It's it's supposed yeah. to. And in, in in the movie, when they assume that it was some kind of key, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, why, that, that's like the most obvious thing it could be. Right. Uh, I, I don't know what else. How I don't else know. I feel it. like I know more about Hellboy than I should. Number one. <laughs> Hellboy's so good. I feel like I know more about Hellboy than most people. <laughs> I just love hearing your perspective on the movie though because it it really is like i can't separate myself from my biases and and also just uh i can't be objective i, yeah, I really can't but i think they when, i think they poured so much into alice's backstory because they wanted you to think she was gonna die right you when no i know and i was continuing that oh okay when they when like the the witch or whatever throws the thing at her yeah and then she doesn't die so then you're like Oh, she didn't fucking die. But like, why didn't they pour that much into Hellboy's backstory? I don't know. I mean, they showed his origin. They tried to. I just don't think he needs all that, though. I I just love but the also character. It's, it's, to contradict myself, it's also a thin line between pouring a lot into his backstory and making it a whiny I have daddy issue backstory. Right, and you don't want so to see. So there's also a th there's a thin line there. You don't so want to see the Waynes die again. Right. So <laughs> it's a thin it's a it's a thin line there. So that again that contradicts myself, but because it already teeters on daddy issues, and it does teeter well. Yeah. On the daddy issues. Right. Yeah, I, I do like hearing your perspective. I, I because, like I said, as someone who can't be a as objective as like a, a professional critic sh would should be, which I don't think they are either. I don't think anybody's wholly objective when they watch a movie. Well, professional critics didn't get this at all. No, the majority of them did not. From what I could tell, they were just like 85 percent of them did not. Yeah. <laughs> from, uh, from what I can tell, they were just like, did movie dumb. Uh, but at the same time, though, being as as passionate as I am about Hellboy or, or whatever property it might be, Batman or whatever, the the difference is, I might give it a, a a higher score than your average person because I really liked it, but also it, when they fuck up, like say Batman Forever, <laughs> and I come out of the theater and I'm like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I will never see another Batman movie by Joel Schumacher again. And then to fast forward two years later, smash cut to mm -hmm. me walking out of Batman and Robin being like, OK, this is the last time <laughs> I will see a Joel Schumacher Batman movie. But uh, when it's bad, it's even worse to me. Like those movies, well, they see, just kind of get panned. But to me, it's like, no, that's like a zero percent movie that deserves no love. They did nothing right. The only thing they did correctly is Batman is played by a human. 
That's it. <laughs> like everything else is wrong. Terrible. How did Aquaman do in the critics? 65%. It's considered fresh. Oh, okay. Is fresh according to Rotten Tomatoes. 65% of critics said, yeah, Aquaman, good movie. I couldn't get past the first 20 minutes. Okay. But yeah, 65% of critics, 77% of critics. I looked all this up the other day because I was curious about movies that suck that got reviewed well. Last Jedi, 91%. Avatar, 83%, 82%, something like that. Crystal Skull, 77%. How these movies got anywhere above like a, a 6%. So I think there's a couple things. I think they could have just done the backstory just a little bit better. Not. So you want the movie to be longer is what you're saying. No, I think they would have swapped out some action bits. But. What action bits would you have cut out? Because I was having a good time. The whole. What's the chick in the house with the legs? The bird You house? didn't like the Baba Yaga scene? I love the Baba Yaga scene. Where he's talking to the Baba Yaga. Yeah. And she's eating the kids and stuff. Yeah, she's eating I the kids and eating. I love that scene. I would have cut that. Oh, no wonder we that disagree. That was all filler. That was not filler. That was fucking awesome. I understand awesome. that that's actually how we found out where she was and how to get okay, to her. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. You are right. They didn't need to do that scene. But yeah. I love that scene, though. That scene was all filler. It was just an extra Isn't fight her scene. makeup disgusting? Like, isn't she grotesque? It was just another opportunity for creature makeup and another opportunity for a fight scene. It was unnecessary. It was a very brief fight scene. It was not really a fight scene. It was unnecessary, the whole thing. Ah. Fair that enough. Was, that, that was extra. It would have been on the... If I had edited that shit, it would have been on the cutting room floor. And they would have found another way to tell them that she was in Pendle Hill or wherever the fuck. Look at you remembering. I did sit through it. Yeah. And then, and that is a real place. And I would have. Um, See, I think when Steve and I were talking, we, he, he really liked the Baba Yaga scene too. No. Thought, we thought it was cool, like with the house that's on the bird legs and stuff. Okay. Then you could have found. That's another... what I mean about Harry Potter, where it's showing. I thought that's why people liked Harry Potter is because they showed you this twisted world and you're like, oh, that's awesome. I want to go there. That's kind of what I mean. It's got that whimsical feel to it where you're like, wow, look at the house on the weird bird legs. That's really cool. Why are you just staring at me? This is radio. You got to talk. <laughs> then, well, I'm trying to figure out a different way to re-envision that thing. But then maybe I, I'm talking in the flow of the movie. That yeah. would have had to been cut. I'm not saying the visual imagery is not cool. But if you were if I was editing that movie, that whole scene would have been cut. And then. They would have found a different way to tell you where she is. And they would have um, the other thing I would have done to help with the ratings and all that is released it at a different time frame. The time frame is is essential. I agree 100 percent with that. It was a very bad, very poor time frame and literally only two weeks before Avengers, a week after Shazam. Yeah. And Shazam's not even like some monster hit or anything, but obviously it's going to do way better than an independent comic book movie that's rated R. Yeah, uh, you need to you need to release it when kids movies are being released, not when other comic book movies are being released. But I think that they're and, just... Or not when other R-rated movies. Us and Pez Hematary are out right yeah. now. Yeah. There's not room for... Yeah, but they... they 
those are the kind of movies that have really strong opening weekends and then you know like like a lot of genre movies there's not a lot of Pet Cemetery came out the same exact time same week i thought it came out a week before did it come out the same week okay even if it came out the week before that, that's a big difference though because that movie i don't even think it debuted at number one that movie's doing terribly yeah uh Which but again pisses though, I, me off as well well my, i've heard it's not that good i've heard yeah. the original's better so Again, pisses me off. Yeah. But I could have told you that when they had John Lithgow be like, I heard dead is better. <laughs> right. Like, no, like, where, dead is better. Like, where, where, where's his accent? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. You, you can't just come in there and be like, dead is better. <laughs> how are you today? Like, that's not how they talk in Maine. I, I think. It, it 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 makes me sad the idea that there just really isn't a huge movie marketplace for Hellboy because the the first two movies didn't do great. I think they turned a profit, but you know, kind of barely. You mean the Selma Blair and the, yeah, the, the Guillermo del del Toro ones. Yeah, um, there just isn't a demand for Hellboy, and it just makes me sad because I love Hellboy. I was so you remember how excited I was when the first one came out when it, when it came out in theaters because I was like ah. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I mean, do you think I know all of this on my own? <laughs> I was so excited to see that. An independent comic book character that I had been following get, a, you know, a good size, good budget movie with a, a director I liked, you know, because he did Blade 2 and Mimic and stuff. Do you think I went and bought or do you think I, I went and like learned about the BPRD <laughs> like on my own? Yes. And I was like, I do. You know who I like? Trevor Broom and Abe Sapien. Tell yes. me more. On my own, I was just googling it. Maybe, but anyway, I I was excited to see that 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 come to life and the fact that they're bringing it back. But that, yeah, I think I I do. I just have to accept the fact that people don't care about Hellboy. <laughs> they don't want a Hellboy movie. And I think the the best we could hope now is that they do like a a series, which I think a series would be great because of the the way the comics work because they're almost anthology style where you know he'll do like a four issue series and then maybe a two issue series uh a, a series would be great they could do episodes that aren't connected because hellboy spans when you read the comics it literally spans from like the 50s until now because the way hellboy well, because ages hellboy doesn't age right I know how I know how Hellboy ages. Do you want to oh, talk yeah? about this? I'll tell you a little about it. Uh, See, what happens is he actually ages slower, but he doesn't mature mentally as fast as his body is aging. So, like, he's, he's still aging very slow, but he... His body doesn't age his, slow. Well, his body... He grew, he grew up real fast. See, he grew up You see him fast. at the beginning of Hellboy right. 2 and he looks like a six-year-old. He's actually like a two-year-old. But then, see what it is, is his, but he's not mentally all that mature. That's why, like, right. in Tijuana in the movie, he's, like, yes. getting himself blackout drunk. Right. And you saw that a lot in the original movie. Even though too. he's 50 years old, he's right. acts like a 19-year-old right. or something. And that's how it is, like, in... in you the, really know your whole boy. You've been, you've been studying. I've seen a lot of the movies many times. <laughs> this is a big Hellboy household, guys. I don't know if you noticed. This has become a Hellboy episode. That's so weird. I did not expect it to go this yeah, way. me neither. This is weird. Let's uh, let's let's talk about something else. How about something else? You want to talk about? You know what comes out this week? Endgame, Avengers Endgame. Let's All talk right, about, about pre-movie hype for Avengers let's, Endgame. Real quick, I'm gonna actually sit up a little bit. You should sit up. Okay, I'm not gonna sit up that much. I'm just only gonna sit up for this much. So, 
let's talk about what I've agreed to do. Because yes. next time we record, I'll have seen Endgame, you guys. Uh, I'm nauseous. She's going to see it. I'm nauseous. She's going to see Endgame. All right. So here's what's going to happen. I have a really busy week with my business this week. And rather than being one of those people who tells you about what my week is like, I'm just going to say I have a busy week. So Sean is going on opening day without me. He's going with... Mason. Mason, our youngest. Logan was supposed to be... He was in indisposed or whatever, but yeah. So long story, super short. Logan was supposed to have a prior commitment. He so no I didn't get him does. a ticket. So I bought. I only bought two tickets. So Sean is going with our youngest, and then Logan and I are home. And then he now Sean is googling the word that he just used. So I don't think I used it right, and I didn't use it right. Indisposed means it means slightly unwell, <laughs> or. And this is the closest thing to what I said, averse or unwilling. He was not averse or unwilling. He was una- unable. So a so, couple goals word of the day. Indisposed. indisposed. I always thought it meant you, that you just you couldn't do something. You, like weren't, you, were, you were, weren't available. Yes, but not, it's not. So he is available now. He he uh, had a previous commitment. That commitment has now canceled. So he is available. However... Sean didn't buy him a ticket. So he and Mason are going. Well, I bought tickets for Saturday morning. Saturday morning, we are all four of us going. Yes. I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> Very nervous. It's just a movie. Very nervous. It's just My stomach a movie. is already With upset. With characters. What time are we I going? I have way more attachment We're going at to. like 4 a.m. No. Sean bought us because he wanted to buy the first showing. They're cheaper. So, because it, yeah, first showing cheaper. of the day is cheaper, and, and it's wanna... one of it's one of the selling points to get me to go. Yes, it is because I'm real. I no, really don't want to go. Look. We're we're going at eight thirty in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> Motherfuck. <laughs> oh lord. Eight thirty in the a.m. Yeah, but tickets are only six dollars and seventy five cents. That's like that's like prices from fifteen years ago, right? Look how many seats are sold out on that at that time. The green seats are what's left. That's like almost all the seats. Yeah. It's like literally the the back row is what's left and some of the outer seats. No, no, no. The front row is what's left. Oh, I'm looking at it the wrong way. Yeah. The front row is what's left. The whole front row and then a little bit behind. Only stuff in the first three rows is left, basically. But the whole upper theater is sold out. Saturday morning. some of the lower theater at 830 in the morning on Saturday. I wonder if it's all just going to be people who are still up from. It's going to be old people. (laughs) <laughs> it's just gonna be old people or people who are still up from the night before and then they're playing on opening night look at the nine o'clock showing you don't even get a discount price for that like 9 a.m yeah there's no discount price for the second showing of the day wow yeah this movie is is doing gangbusters dude and they're dude. literally playing it until all right so saturday the, the last showing is at 12 50 a.m jesus Opening night, I think first last showing is at one thirty in the morning, and this is at the movie theater in the mall. I don't want to. One fifteen. I'm sorry. One fifteen is the last showing. Let's see. I gotta see if what's uh, the runtime? Three hours. Holy fuck! Three hours and two minutes. If you so want to get you, precise, if you go in, and that's the runtime, so that's not counting. That's not counting your previews. I'm gonna look up. Look, look how many. This is for the one fifteen a.m. showing. On, on Thursday night, the opening night, this is how many tickets are sold. So about half the theater sold out for the one fifteen in the morning showing. One fifteen. That means you're getting out of there like 4.30. <laughs> 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 
That's insane. But that's how many showings there are opening night. It starts at 6 p.m., which is Jesus one we're going to. Christ. And then there's a showing basically every 20 minutes is how Jesus it's working. Jesus Christ. This might be an event, you guys. It is an event. But I love I love ordering tickets for for Cedar for, for Cedars? For theaters, <laughs> for theaters that have assigned seats, because then we could just show up at six and yeah. sit where we where, where I bought the tickets. Like that, I I do love assigned seating. I don't want all theaters to have it though, because uh, in case you do want to see a movie last minute, yeah, you don't want to end up in the front row <laughs> because you waited till the last minute to go to the movies. Let's go to the movies. Oh, there's a three twenty eight. Look look at that. Look at these sold out showings. There's a 3.20 a.m. showing on the XD screen, which is like the IMAX ripoff screen. I'm curious if anybody's going to see it at 3.20 in XD. Wow, look at all those seats sold for 3.20. 3.20 a.m. and the whole center sections are sold out. Like oh, all of them. It's that, that That's probably about 75% sold out. Except the front row. Yes. That has only sold out one seat in the dead center. Yeah. And then there's a few random seats down closer. Holy fuck. And that's a huge screening room, too. That's like 75% sold out. Yeah. 3.20 in the morning. 3.20 in the morning. You're getting out of Look there. At all these sold out showings at that theater. Like this. Those are all sold out opening night showings. What's 11 p.m. is the last one that sold out. Oh, no. 11.20 p.m. is 11.20 p.m. sold out. Sold out. Jesus Christ. They're playing it till 3.45 in the morning. 3.45 a.m. Those people aren't leaving. <laughs> but you got to remember, those are people that probably work nights and they're taking the night off to go see it, you know. And there's there's people going at 3.45 in the morning. <laughs> wow, they really are. <laughs> or maybe they work nights and they're getting off. Wait, wait, what? If they work overnights, they typically work like a 10 to 6. Yeah, that's so a 10 to 6. They, they're probably taking that night off to go see it when they're normally awake. Or if they work second shift, it might just be, a, you know, if you work like a 2 to 10 or 3 to 11 or whatever, it might be. In their cycle of yeah, being awake. Maybe they, maybe they stay up till 8 in the morning or something. I don't know. It's been a long time since I work nights, thankfully. I do not like, do not miss working nights. Man. That was no fun. But like, yeah, this, this is very much an event. It's a bit, this is, it's kind of popular. Do you know how upset I would be if I like worked at a theater and how you were, you were <laughs> right. like. That's what I was thinking about because it's like kids that work there, right? For the most part. Yeah, but kids can't work that those hours. No. Not not during the week. Yeah. like, But they have to be staffed. Like they got to have concessions. anyone over tickets. 18 can. Yeah. So kids can't work that during the week, but they can. They can other times. But like, can you imagine like if you're like a college student and they're like. Hey man, I'm gonna need you to work. I'm gonna need you to work um, midnight to eight a.m. this week. And they're like, "I'm sorry." And they're like, like "Yeah, our last." I normally showing... work four to ten. <laughs> right. What are you talking about? Our last showing doesn't get out until seven, and then we need you to clean the theater. So you're gonna be here till eight a.m. Be like, all right, you know what? Like, fuck this. I don't need this goddamn job. Look what Regal's selling tickets to. Read that. 22 movie marathon opens in two days. You can watch all 22 Marvel movies. It'll end with the new, with Endgame. will be the last movie. But you can watch all 22 Marvel movies in a row at the theater if you want. The 
the Regal Cinema is doing that. There's no showtime, so that's kind of strange. <laughs> oh, wait, that's for wait for Tuesday. So when does it start? It says it opens on the 22nd. Oh, that's weird. That's tomorrow. Yeah, but it's not showing me showtimes for tomorrow. No, it opens on April 23rd, and it says there's no showtimes. Maybe that's locally. Maybe there, you have to go to probably only at certain theaters you can do that, I'm guessing. That's a terrible idea. I would never <laughs> want to do that. Like, no, thank you. I hate going to the movie theaters. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Why? I don't like it. I don't have a good time. Did you like going when you were younger? Yes. Yeah. They're still selling tickets to the... Man, God, you should be happy I didn't get tickets to, like, the, the theater in Medina, where it's not assigned seating, and we would just have to show up two hours early. All right. Well, if you did that... <laughs> We would be having a serious talk about the future. Tickets are still available for the 6 p.m. on that one. You could just go fuck yourself if that was what your plan was. Like, you don't go to an event like that and not have a science eating. Yeah, that's what, for the first showing, that would be a nightmare. And I've done that. I don't know why I'm acting like I've never done that. I've done that many times. Before they had a science eating, for instance. Right. So a ton of times. But it's You're gotten like... worse recently. The last time I did it, I bought tickets for Star Wars The Force Awakens. On opening day, I bought I, I wasn't stoked for the movie until opening day. And then I was like, oh, my God, I got to see this. And I bought it and it was it was for that theater in Medina. And I had great seats, though, because I showed up an hour early and it was only an hour. I feel like for this movie, you have to show up like two hours early. People are going to be lining the fuck up to get a good seat if, if they don't have assigned seats. I can't imagine just showing up at a movie now. <laughs> I, it used to just be what you did, but like, I still, I didn't go to things opening. Day. Yeah, yeah, this opening weekend. I mean, eventually it'll be fine. You know, literally the next weekend, it'll be a hell of a lot easier. I remember we went to go see it when it came out. Yeah. We went to go see it. Like, I don't know if it was opening weekend or the weekend after. Yeah, I don't remember. We went to go see it and we went down to Akron. We did. I thought we saw it in Medina. Where did we see it at? What movie did we see? What? <laughs> I thought you and I saw it in Medina. Okay, then what movie was it that we saw with? We saw Halloween. Ah, we saw Halloween. Yeah. That's the movie we saw. Yes. With some friends down in Akron. And we didn't have assigned seats. Was that stressful? It was terrible. It was fine. We just got there and got our seats and. Ah, oh, I don't like it. <laughs> it's just so like ugh. I feel like women get anxious about stuff needlessly I just don't like it and I don't I don't enjoy it I mean I feel like everybody suffers from anxiety to some extent but I think women take it too far sometimes like you shouldn't worry about your where you're sitting in the movie theater I just feel like there's that's something that you can prevent also you shouldn't worry about. about it I don't feel like you cared about where you sat in the movie theater until you met a certain person who cared a lot about where he you sat. You care about it so much that it's become <laughs> my problem. And now I'm like, well. I need central seating. I need to be in the middle of the house so I can get the best sound and picture quality. Right. And then you make it my problem if that's not attained. So now. <laughs> How do I make it your problem? You talk about it. <laughs> and I have to hear it. Well, I'll have you know for that first showing of Avengers that I got tickets for. I am. One seat to the left of the middle seat in the house. So I'm, I'm not happy. Got terrible seats. Because <laughs> one person bought tickets in front before me and they bought the one seat 
that's the the best seat in the house, basically. Are you going to kill that guy yeah, when you get there? I think so. Bring a shift. <laughs> get there, just he, he stare took at my him. seat. Now, mm-hmm. being one seat over is not a big deal. Oh. I just I don't I don't like to be up front. Is the worst. I've seen a couple movies from the front row, and it, I don't know why that row exists because it is not a good movie experience. I don't know who that row is for. But man, th- those seats should just like those should just be beds <laughs> up in the front row there. I used to think I was so cool to go to the movies and go all the way to the back row. Well, yeah, when you were younger. Yes, yes. As a teenager, you go to the back row. Yeah. Yes. I think I was so cool. And you could like kind of lord over everyone and, and look. But uh, be like, look how much cooler I am than all these people. But see, now you miss out on the rear surround sound and uh, because it's it's kind of over your head and that's not good. So yeah, like, that's my biggest concern. It's a nightmare. It's bad. See, that's why it gives me anxiety because you say things like that to me <laughs> I'm and I'm messing like, with you I'm like it's a nightmare <laughs> I am being hyperbolic on purpose like somebody pass me the clonopin and you're taking it far too seriously yeah it's very stressful but wow. we have perfect seats when we go Saturday morning I got the first tickets for that so I I'll like to hope because seat. it's 8 a.m. 8 30 in the morning 8 30 not 8 a.m. that's so early like I have to go to bed early on a Friday to be up in time to make it. Do you understand? Yeah, I, I do. It's it's not ideal, <laughs> but it's so much cheaper for four people to go. It really is. It's so and cheap. It, normally the first showing of the day is like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. So it's not a big deal. But because this, you know, it's opening weekend and everything, they're doing a million showings of it. So first showing is 830 in the goddamn. They're like, for showing, you've got to be here by 4 a.m. <laughs> I do I do love just being able to roll up, like, at showtime and, and get my seats. I mean, seats. do you see what that is, though? Like, okay, so it's only opening day that they're doing that shit, right? Doing what? They're doing, like, 3 a.m. showings. It looks like opening weekend. They're doing it all opening weekend. So they're doing that Friday, too? Uh, so does that mean someone's just going to be leaving the theater when I walk in? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Let me let me check certain theater. I don't know if our theater is, but that that big one, uh, the Valley View Cinema there the, with the XD screen and everything. Well, I think we're just going to the mall, right? Yeah, we're just going to the mall. Uh, oh, by the time I leave, it'll be three hours. So that means it'll be noon by the time that there's by the time that now see their their last the mall's last showing is at 12 50 a.m on friday night but the xd or that valley view one like their last showing is uh 2 20 a.m but yeah so by the time i leave at 8 30 if it's a three-hour runtime plus previews yes three hour 20 minutes basically is what we're looking at so it'll be noon which is perfect time for ice cream <laughs> that we have at that mall. <laughs> we'll be very hungry when we leave there. That's exciting. And we'll have a food court to walk into. So that'll be nice. With a Panera. Get me some mall Chinese some food, which is my favorite. Mitchell's ice cream, which is my favorite. If you're in Cleveland, get some Mitchell's ice cream. If you're outside of Cleveland... Ah, oh, that sucks. You should visit Cleveland yeah, and get some Mitchell's nah, ice cream. Akron has Strickland's custard, and it's yeah, it's really not good. nearly as fucking good. <laughs> it's way better, actually. No, it's, it's soft not. serve. Mitchell's is highly overrated. Wow. It's it's literally it's hard. What do they call that? Hard serve? What do you call that? If it's not soft serve, what is it? It's fucking ice cream. 
All right, well, that's what they have. Just like the same shit you buy at Giant Eagle, basically. That's what they have. Except I like delightfully good. Strickland's custard is soft serve, and it's delicious. Soft serve is special. Sean you can't has, get that at your house. Sean has to can you get that at your house? <laughs> I don't think you can get that at your house. Unless you have an ice cream machine. That's what Patreon patrons, we could really use donations so we can get on a soft <laughs> I want to get a custard machine. Yeah, Strickland's is, is the shit, man. Don't disparage Strickland's. Strickland's That's... is not nearly as good as Mitchell's and anyone. Did who... we find a good ice cream spot in L.A. or New York? Oh, we went to Big Gay Ice Cream. That was yeah, pretty good. Yeah, Big Gay Ice Cream in New York. Uh, highly recommend. We had a really great, when we were in L.A., we had we had that gastro ice cream where they like froze it oh, instantly. I had like, oh, wait, I was thinking something else, but yeah. They, they used good. nitro yeah. to, to freeze it. Yeah. Instant. That was good. That was kind of fun. But other than that, we didn't really find anything outstanding. We got yeah. some good ice cream on the pier, on the Santa Monica Pier. But, I mean, ice cream's pretty good in general. <laughs> ice cream's good. I like ice cream. I like Strickland's custard better. No, you're wrong. Nah. All right. Do you they don't have else? the variety of Mitchell's. Okay. Well, that is... They have more of a flavor of the week kind of thing. Okay. And well, then that's a base. serious problem. No, it's not. You get the same thing every time. You don't need variety. What do you get from Mitchell's? You know exactly what you get. What do you get when you go to Mitchell's? I have no idea. I guess we'll have to see what they have. Oh, okay. It's not, it doesn't have a fudge brownie in it? No. Well, what do you get then? I don't get anything with a fudge brownie. Okay, what do you get then? I guess we'll have to see when we go there. You know exactly what you get. <laughs> Why you're being like that. I get the Buckeye Sunday. There's no brownie in there? No, there's no brownie in there. What's in it? It's a... There's no brownie. It's just ice cream. Okay. And it's got... Here, I'll have to look it up. But there's no brownie. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's have some dead air. Well, I mean, don't ask me questions. I just... It's <laughs> don't peanut. ask me questions on our podcast. How dare you? You oh. don't know what's in your favorite ice cream? That's weird to me. It's a... It's a like a peanut butter fudge ice cream sundae. Oh, okay. So there's fudge. Well, yeah, there's fudge there's... in there. Okay, so I was close. I wasn't completely off base the way you made it sound. Well, you made it sound like I just want a brownie and I could get a brownie I from didn't say anywhere. I just wanted a brownie. I thought that was part of the ice cream. Oh, there is a brownie. Oh! <laughs> oh! What? <laughs> what? It turns out. Son of a motherfucker. Oh, wait, no, there's not. There's oh, Jesus not. Christ. Why I'm are you sorry. toiled by emotions? there's not there's not a brownie it's that peanut butter chocolate chunk ice cream hot fudge whipped cream chocolate shavings and a bordeaux cherry bordeaux cherry there's not i read it on the wrong page there's no there's no i was reading the chocolate brownie sunday but there's not i get the buckeye sunday <sighs> it's peanut butter chocolate chunk ice cream hot fudge whipped cream and chocolate shavings there's no brownie. Just toying with my mental state over here. What, uh, how much time have we recorded now? Dude, hour. we've got to hit an hour. Just like a whole episode yeah. of nothing. <laughs> this is this episode about nothing. This is this is what it's like when we sit on the couch and talk to each other. Yeah, we just talk about stuff. Nobody and, nobody got this far. <laughs> we say whatever we want now. That's what we've been doing anyway. No, but we can say whatever we want. We can say like super offensive stuff now because nobody is listening. You want to know what I think? What do you think? I think cherries on Sundays are really gross. I never eat them. I don't like 
cherries, period. Those uh, Bordeaux cherries, that was, or maraschino that, cherries. Well, the Bordeaux cherry is what they put on. And I can tolerate Bordeaux cherries, but mm, the maraschino. I immediately take those off. I don't, I don't know what the point of that is. But you know what? That ambrosia salad. Yeah. That we just had. Well, so, yeah, it's just fruit cocktail. That has. Well, she had cherries in that and I ate that. Yeah, that's different though. I, like, can't, I don't want just a cherry. Cherry on a Sunday? Like, yeah. fuck you. Like, <laughs> shove it up your ass. You fuck you. Crowley. Fucking disgusting ass pig with your cherry. Uh, Are you trying to ruin my fucking Sunday? <laughs> like, that's, that's funny. Fuck you and your cherry. All right. Well, we should wrap it up. And I'm going to make a plea for everybody. There's like three days left to go see Hellboy, basically, before everybody forgets that there's any other movies in theaters besides Avengers. However, if you are interested in Avengers and you want some counter programming, go see Hellboy on Avengers opening weekend. There will be seats. I guarantee it. You will get like seats for Hellboy. Seats. You yeah. could probably pick that weird center seat that Sean likes. We left when we left the theater yesterday after Hellboy. There, <laughs> there was, was a woman asleep, like curled up asleep in her recliner. Yeah, our recliner sells beer and wine now or our theater sells like. Yeah, they sell alcohol and like she was passed the fuck out. Did you see all the things of food she had? Yeah. (laughs) Like it's it's 420 day. So it was 420 day, I'm guessing. (laughs) So she's like, I'm getting blitzed. Going to theater by myself. (laughs) I'm watching Hellboy. And then like she she was like we were walking out of the theater. The the cleaning crew was in there and she was sitting down. She had no idea credits were rolling. Like she was was passed out the fuck out. She had fully extended the recliner. Yeah. And she she was was just curled up on her side like it was a bed. Those are comfortable seats, though. They really are. If we're going to go to a theater for me to cry and possibly need to be committed, I'm glad it's going to be that one. (laughs) I can't believe your reaction to to a movie. And then the following day, we're going to record. Yes. We're going to have to do three episodes that day. We're going to have to do a spoiler cast, a regular one, and a Patreon. Do you want to do a separate spoiler cast for Avengers? I feel like we could just work it in our regular episode and just maybe, you know, do it last and tell people spoilers from here on out. No. I mean, I don't know. You no. don't want to do that? We're going to have to do a spoiler cast. Well, we, we can record other episodes throughout else. the week. You know, we have options. Also, oh, we yeah. don't need to discuss our program planning <laughs> on the air because <laughs> no one gives a shit. <laughs> hey, guys. This is, this is a meeting. Get out of here. What are you doing? Right. This is a producer What are you doing? Meeting. This is production. Right. Get out. Bye. Bye.